Lions bringing back an old friend to compete on the offensive line. We'll talk about it on a Thursday, Locked on Lions. You are Locked on Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, everybody. It is a Thursday edition of Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Podcast Network on this a Thursday, March 16th, and a Friday, March 17th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can subscribe and watch us for free each and every day on YouTube. Locked On Lions today is brought to you by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Learn more about that no-sweat first bet. Locked On Lions we love being a part of the FanDuel family, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Check us out on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, and as I said before, the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, I was wrong about something uh, on my show last night, and I want to apologize for that. I did a poor job of uh, speculating about something, and I want to sort of clear the air and uh, apologize for taking the show somewhere it probably shouldn't have done uh, so yesterday. We'll get into that coming up momentarily. Graham Glasgow is back with the Lions. What does that mean across that offensive line? We'll get into that momentarily. Uh, Lions lose Evan Brown. He is heading to the West Coast. You'll hear from Cam Sutton, who was on the NFL Network today and had some very interesting comments about coming to Detroit and why he's in Detroit. And there's a free agent tight end still uh, on the market that I think the Lions may take a look at. We'll get into that coming up here on the show as well, right here on Locked On Lions. Again, thanks for making this your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcast. But again, you can subscribe, watch us for free each and every day on YouTube, your team every day, Locked On Lions. All right, so uh, I posted the show late last night. Um, had some technical problems and some other things I was doing. So we got to have the show get in late uh, on Wednesday night. And I talked a lot about Jamal Williams in case you missed yesterday's show or if you listened to yesterday's show, and I appreciate all the comments I got back. Talked a lot about Jamal Williams leaving and David Montgomery heading into the fold uh, for the Lions. I think it's a, a smart move, a good move. I'm not a huge Montgomery fan. It's not like I'm doing cartwheels here or jumping jacks, but I understand why Brad Holmes did it. Uh, the Lions gave Jamal Williams a deadline, I'm sure. They were looking to bring a running back in, whether if it was Williams coming back Uh, The two sides seemed to be far apart, and so the Lions moved on and signed uh, David Montgomery, a very accomplished back, to a three-year, $18 million deal with $11 million guaranteed. And I got on the show last night, and I talked about, why is Jamal Williams leaving? What's going on? Could it be that maybe Brad Holmes didn't like the Pokemon shtick, or or maybe Jamal Williams was, was too... I'm not going to say selfish, but, you know, he was different and certainly a different personality. And I speculated that why why isn't Jamal back? And and did he rub Brad Holmes the wrong way? And that speculation was really, really poor on my part. Um, I did a little research today. I hit up some of my contacts. um, And nobody agreed with what I said last night that I talked to today. Now, some fans might have agreed with it and said, oh, yeah. And I do think it's a little strange that he's not going to come back because Jamal Williams was a folk hero here. 
He rushed for 17 touchdowns. He broke a Barry Sanders record. He rushed for 1,000 yards, and he's a good football player. But me speculating that maybe the Lions felt like Jamal was strange or weird or the Pokemon shtick or, or the way he talked played a, a factor in that. I had no basis for that. And I apologize. I'm sorry that I took the show, kind of got down a rabbit hole that was, you know, speculation-based uh, and didn't have any fact or truth to it. Look, I'm going to give you my opinion on this show. I'm going to tell you what I think. And I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I'm not a reporter. I'm not in Allen Park every day. Uh, I used to cover the team back in my radio days. Uh, I don't have the time to go down there a lot. Uh, they treat me well when I am there. Um, I, I like the organization. Um, but what I did last night on the show was speculation, some innuendo, and quite honestly, had no basis. It was an opinion that I thought I had. And I, I, I was thinking that maybe that was a possibility. And with the folks that I talked to today all told me, no, that's not true. Jamal Williams and his agent thought they were going to be getting more money from the Lions and more guaranteed money. And it didn't happen. And when talks broke off and the two sides were too far apart, Brad Holmes did what a good general manager does. He had a plan B. He went out and got a player that was at his two years younger. David Montgomery is 26 years old. Jamal Williams is 28. And the Lions are moving forward. This is not a sentimental situation for Holmes. Would he want to keep all of his guys around? Sure. But the money has to fit. The value has to fit. And that's all this is. So I took the show to a place last night that uh, um, was, was, was incorrect. And uh, I'm sorry about that. I will not apologize for having opinions. I will never apologize for trying to be entertaining and having some fun on this show. And telling you how I think it is. Last night, I had no real basis for that. It was more of a guess. And I don't want to do a lazy show. And so, um, I still think they're going to miss Jamal Williams. I am not sitting here telling you that I think David Montgomery is that much better than Jamal Williams. He is better. And Montgomery said it today. He's salivating to play behind three Pro Bowl offensive linemen. It'll make him that much better. He's already a pretty good football player. And for the folks I talked to in Chicago, they loved him. Said he's a class act, a great kid, excited to be here, <clears throat> two years younger, and he got three at 18. I don't know what Jamal Williams was asking for. Jamal ends up getting three at 12 with the Saints. He gets $4 million. He gets, I believe, $8 million guaranteed. Maybe his agent was hoping for 12, 13, 14 million guaranteed. And the Lions got Montgomery for 11 million guaranteed. So it all worked out. Jamal Williams has found another home probably for less money and, 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 a, and a worse team, although the Saints, maybe with Derek Carr, will be pretty decent. And I'm going to miss him a lot because I really liked watching him play. I said this on the show last night, and I'll say it again. People that said, oh, Jamal Williams is nothing but a backup running back, that's, that's, that's wrong. He earned his stripes this past year to be a starter. And when DeAndre Swift was, was out with ailments and injuries, Jamal Williams was there every week and ran hard and played well. Um, but sometimes it's about money and the agents and the teams moving forward, trying to better their situation in order to win. And that's all the lions are doing. So, uh, I wanted to just get that off my chest, um, in regards to that, as far as David Montgomery goes, this is a guy that can really catch it out of the backfield and in the lions offense with Ben Johnson running the show and Jared Goff back for another year, 
Lions offense is predicated on play action, especially their passing game. They do a great job in the play action game. And David Montgomery can be a guy that can chip a linebacker or a safety blitz, then get out in the backfield, out of the backfield and catch a pass. He'll be really good in play action and a part of the passing game. So uh, I'm excited about that. And we'll see uh, where this thing heads. But look, Jamal Williams was a lot of fun, man. He was great for the city and he loved the fans. It's a bit surprising to me that he's not back. Absolutely. So we'll see where all of this goes uh, down the road. All right, coming up next, who's going to play right guard for the Lions? Well, they've got some competition for Halapulavati Vitae if they want to do it, if they want to be uh, give Vitae some competition. They went out and signed. They're bringing back the band. They went out and signed one of their um, former players. We'll talk about that. Coming up next, we've got to tell you first about our friends at FanDuel. NBA season's going strong. You got yourself NCAA tournament already underway. Who had Princeton today or Furman? You want to get in on some of these late-night games, the best place to do it is at FanDuel. It's also the midway point of the NBA season. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Uh, because new customers will get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your chance, uh, your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with something they like to call the single game or same game parlay. Same game parlay. Lots of fun. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so a couple of weeks ago on this show, I said, and I think it was first brought up maybe by Jeff Risden at Lions Wire. Um, it wasn't my idea, but I did see it, and I did mention it, uh, that Graham Glasgow is going to be a cap casualty for the Denver Broncos, and he was. Denver, I believe, saved about 6 or $7 million dollars Glasgow was in the last year of like a $10, $11 million a year deal. And with the Broncos having a new coach and Sean Payton, <clears throat> bringing in some of his own furniture in his own house, it was likely that Glasgow, who did not have a great year this past year playing some center and some guard for the Broncos, was going to be released, and he was. Well, he didn't sit on the market for very long because Graham, the former third-round pick of the Lions, who spent multiple years here out of Michigan, signed a one-year reported $4.5 million deal to come back and play for the Lions. It's rare. It's rare that a new regime, although there's now going into year three, but a new regime will bring in somebody from the, the past or the old regime from bad teams. Now, Glasgow was on some decent Jim Caldwell teams, um, but Graham's coming back on a one-year deal. And number one, I like it. Did not have a great year last year, like I said. PFF had him graded actually lower. I think he had a 61 grade, Evan Brown at a 64, 65. Lower than Evan Brown, who played most of the season at right guard when Halapulavati Vitae went out with the season-ending injury. Now Vitae is healthy. He's coming back. As of right now, March 16th at 9-11 at night, where I'm currently recording this podcast, Vitae is still on the team. The Lions have not released Big V in order to save Six and a half million dollars, which is also some similar type of deal that Glasgow had. 
So Vitae as of now is going to get pushed a little bit, you would think, by Graham Glasgow. Glasgow was not signed for $4.5 million to just be a backup. I think the Lions have plans for him. I'm not sure what those plans are. Um, he is still a serviceable guard. Uh, you put him next to Frank Ragnow and Penny Sewell, and I think he adds significant depth, which will be good. And maybe there's a competition between Vitae and Glasgow. Maybe he's an insurance policy in case Big V tries to come back and just isn't the same player. But uh, with Evan Brown gone now, as he assigned today with the Seattle Seahawks, congratulations to Evan Brown, who for the last two years really was a nice piece for the Lions. He had to step in two years ago for Frank Ragnow, played very well at center. Last year at right guard, not a great year by any stretch of the imagination. He was the weakest link, a link offensive on that offensive line. Furthermore, um, Graham, Gla- uh, Graham Glasgow, Evan Brown had a good season and uh, played some decent football for this Lions team. He is now heading to Seattle uh, to uh, take part in the Pete Carroll experience with the Seattle Seahawks. So congratulations going out to Evan Brown. Graham Glasgow, I like it. It's a one-year deal. It's not an exorbitant amount of money. He knows this area well. He was a locker room favorite. The media loved him. Kyle Mike, at Live, Justin Rogers, Detroit News, they love that guy. Um, so Graham Glasgow, the pride of Michigan, is coming back. And I would assume would be competing for, for, for the right guard spot. He's been a starter in this league for a long time. Now, maybe he's not as good as he used to be. Um, getting up there in age, now over 30. But I like this pickup for the Lions, and it's another show-me one-year contract. And they need depth along the offensive line. They got Matt Nelson coming back, but Tommy Kramer is still unsigned. Um, you know. Good opportunity, I think, for the Lions here to add a veteran piece who wants to be a part of a winner. And that's exactly what uh, Graham Glasgow is. Earlier today, I was watching the NFL Network, and I caught Cameron Sutton, the newest Detroit Lion on NFL Network. I want to play this clip because I really like what Sutton had to say about coming to Detroit. And again, it's rare. We're just not used to this. Lion players or new signees just talking about the culture and winning. It's like, what organization is he talking about? I absolutely love it. But uh, Cam Sutton was on uh, NFL Network earlier today. And uh, check out some of this audio. We'll play this for you right now. Um, I'd also love to hear what your perception of Dan Campbell was from the outside. Right. When he became the coach of the Lions, I think everyone kind of understood what he was all about. Right. Toughness, grittiness, competitiveness. Um, When you were there with the Steelers, like and you saw Dan Campbell get the job in Detroit, like what did that sound like to you? What what was your perception of it? You know, we've crossed paths with Detroit uh, in in Pittsburgh over the years, um, year in, year out, whether that's been the regular season or preseason. And you see those same similar things, those same qualities each and every time they step out there on the field, the grittiness, the competitiveness, um, the toughness. Um, the intellect of necessarily the game and, and, and the situation and the playmaking, you know, um, that's, that's, that's everything of this team, you know, who, who are looking for just putting the right pieces out there on the field and being able to, to, to win games, being able to close games out, you know, being able to have those leaders out there to put you in the right situations out there in the field, um, see the game for what it is and be an extension of the coaches, being on that communication factor with all the guys and just playing hard, playing hard with your brothers, 
um, loving our job. Not, and it's not a job, but loving what we do, <laughs> but loving our job and uh, just being accountable to that. And, and, and uh, again, just playing ball. I like that distinction. Love our job, not a job, but love what we do. Uh, and that is play football there in Detroit for a 100%. team. You know, won nine games a year ago is, is really knocking on the door of this division. Like, how do you see the opportunity for this franchise to become, you know, the standard setter and the standard bearer in that division based on, you know, guys that have come in and guys that have left uh, in terms of that uh, division hierarchy? You know, you're talking about handling business in the division. You know, you know, those are guys that you're going to see twice a year uh, throughout the duration of a season. And I'm uh, just setting the tone. You know, that's that's the start. You know, the legacy of the history of just of the style of play, you know, the game, you know, and where it's going to go. You know, you're bringing in, you know, guys year in, year out, you know, to, to play this game um, at a high level. You know, so just just that overall competitiveness, um, knowing what the organization, this organization, let alone just of this division, what everything brings and just of the, the, the longevity in it. Um, you can't help but want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of uh, special games, special atmospheres, special crowds and cities, and then let alone just a. Uh, the, in the moment, you know, yeah. these, these are games and, and, and legacies and, and, and uh, organizations who are always, always in the limelight or just always in great opportunities. So why not be a part of something special? Cam Sutton on the NFL Network earlier today. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? How much fun is this as a Lions fan? You have players talking about something special, wanting to play for Dan Campbell, wanting to be here. Um, it's awesome. Sounds like a great kid. I'm excited to watch Cam Sutton play. I love that pickup. Sounds just like a guy ready to come in and do his job and, and be that cornerback that, uh, can shut people down and just talking so glowingly about this situation is <laughs> refreshing, isn't it? It's amazing. All right. I got a tight end. I'm thinking about for the lions. We'll discuss that coming up next. All right, so real fast, you look at the tight end room for the Lions right now after TJ Hawkinson, of course, was traded a year ago. And they're bringing back three guys that I wouldn't say are, you could argue that none that all, that all of them are second stringers. You know, like Brock Wright really came on and played very well. He's a good blocker. He made big plays last year, including in the passing game against the Jets. Um, but Brock Wright is not necessarily a lock starter as a tight end in the NFL. He's certainly improved. He's played well. He's back. James Mitchell, of course, mid-round pick last year of the Lions. Um, had some decent moments as a rookie out of Vontech. Interesting player. Also helped both in the passing game and the run game. He's back, but is he necessarily a starter in this league? I don't know. And then Shane Zilstra, the uh, Flying Zilstra brothers. Shane Zilstra, kind of a journeyman that's made the rounds, and last year he had a three-touchdown game, ironically enough, in that awful loss uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Um, there is a free agent tight end. There's a bunch of free agent tight ends still out on the market right now, including Dalton Schultz, who I can't believe hasn't been signed, hasn't been brought back by the, the Cowboys yet, and I'm not saying that's where the Lions are going to go. But I'm looking at another one-year deal, another Brad Holmes one-year economical deal with a guy like Austin Hooper, ex of the Falcons, Browns, and last year the Tennessee Titans. Austin Hooper is 27 years old, or 28 years old, a seven-year vet. 
Last year in Atlanta, caught 41 passes for 444 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He was signed to a pretty big deal a few years ago by the Browns, and that was a cap casualty before last season because, quite honestly, uh, David Njoku was there as well. Njoku had outplayed Hooper for a couple of years, and the Browns moved on from him. Signed a one-year deal with Tennessee, and I think he's serviceable. I think he's uh, uh, athletic. He can catch the football. And I could see the Lions taking a flyer and a one-year deal on a player like Austin Hooper. Good in the locker room. Not a great blocker, so he may not fit that Dan Campbell mold. But why not add another pass-catching tight end, veteran, and uh, have him push these other guys for a roster spot? It's a thought. All right? He's one of the better players, one of the better tight ends still available. And it wouldn't cost you much. We're now, what, four or five days in the free agency? A one-year deal to look and see if anything was left under the hood with Austin Hooper uh, would not bug me at all. I think they need to add another tight end. Look, they could draft one and uh, and go that route. This is a great draft for tight ends. But I could see a signing like that take place with this organization. A guy like Austin Hooper uh, might be able to help this this organization, especially in the passing game. All right. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen. Locked on Lions, your team every day. We're back again tomorrow.